Good morning, afternoon, and evening, Supercoach Elites. Welcome back to another Supercoach Elites podcast, proudly sponsored by our patrons at www.patreon.com forward slash SC Elites. My name's Corey, and as always, alongside me is Bretta. G'day, Corey. Good to be back for another Super Coach Elites podcast, Quickfire podcast, Cats, Gold Coast, third member of the team, Bombs Express. Choo choo! That's right, brother, mate. The Bombs Express is back. But before we get stuck into those two teams today, Corey, where can the listeners hit us up on social media? Uh, you'll find us on social media at SC Elites on Twitter, um, Super Coach Elites on Facebook, iTunes, and SoundCloud. And as always, on patreon.com forward slash SC Elites. And a big thank you to our friends at www.supercoachchampion.com, uh, where you will find all your beautiful. Supercoach rings that will be a uh, major prize for our um, elitist member of Patreon tiers this year, Bombs uh, and Bretta, and some good news. Guess what? We're all sold out. So, yeah, I know. So, congrats to all those who, who jumped in those into the elitist tier. Um, so, they'll have the chance to take on the three of us um, for the prizes um, this year. And look, there's still memberships open for the elite and the standard tier. Um, and that's the only way to verse us in a league this year as well, fellas. So we will have our, uh, our system open with our elite's leagues. Um, but to get into one of the leagues to verse us, you have to be signed up to Patreon before the 29th of February as well. So head over there. Every single Patreon member will have a chance to be in an elite's league. Um, we're going to division it up, and that's how you're going to become up and down every single year. But we do have a podcast to talk about today, boys. It is Geelong and Gold Coast. We run through the Cash Cows Bretta. As you always like to say, the mid prices are cowboy, the do not touch and our outlandish statement for each team. They are quick fire. We are starting with Geelong. We will head over to the Bombs Express for his cash cow. So my cash cow to start the year off is uh, Cameron Tahini. Now, I've heard very, very good things about him so far at this point in the preseason court. 117k uh, full line player. He was uh, pick number 50 actually in the draft just gone by. Now, this bloke knows how to hit the scoreboard. And for years and years and years, Geelong's ability to impact the scoreboard um, has probably been a deficiency kind of within that team. So I'm expecting him to come in round one, Corey. Round one, I'm calling it. Cameron Tahini is going to debut. Okay. You reckon we got him for the get-go? What, what line have we got him in? Just say it forward, did you? 117. Just, yeah, he's a forward-only forward only player. Now, look, I, I will caution people, though. This is the kind of player who will have low amount of possessions, but will kind of hit the scoreboard. So this will probably be kind of like that heartbeat kind of uh, rookie that we're, you know, we're used to kind of having sitting on the point. Um, and you know what? Every now and then may came on, might come on and, and you know be handy. But uh, I'm not expecting big things from him. But I'm expecting him to actually line up come uh, round one. Brother. Nakai Cockatoo. I don't really think there's another sensible answer other than the boy Nakai at 148k up forward. He's looking fantastic. Year five. He's a man now. It's all about those hamstrings. We know Bonfer doesn't like hamstrings. ACLs he can deal with. Heart problems he can deal with. Hamstrings no good. So if you'd like to get a leg up on Bonfer, start Nakai Cockatoo because if he's going to break out, this is this is pretty much his. Oh, not his, I wouldn't say his last chance. Insane talent. I'll keep him on the list for as long as they need to. Pick 10 back in the day, 2014 draft. So, yeah, yeah, six now, five, six. Yeah, he could really pop off this year and easily be a big point of difference, not only for Geelong, but for our super coach teams. Uh, Bombs, you don't like the cocky pick, do you? 
I don't like it for a few reasons, and well, mainly one reason. It's it's all about the injury with this guy here. So you look at his history, and I mean, has there probably been a player um, who's been more dogged than he has in the last few seasons? I kind of doubt that. Sam Doherty. Sam Doherty. <laughs> you know, as I was saying that, I was waiting for Brett to say, "You know how many games did Sam Doherty play?" I was waiting for that. <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> you're a cockhead, but you're a cockatoo head. Let's put it that way. I, um, but he's played. I mean, it's not even in the last two years though. In over his career of four seasons, he's played 33 games, and two of them were last year. And you look at seasons where he's played 10 games. You know, his highest average year has been 62. So yeah, I get it. 148k. It's going to be tempting, but I'm worried. Really, really worried. Come round four, you know, he's got off to a good start. He's, you know, 70 points kind of every week. And um, then he's just gone down with an injury for a few weeks. And uh, that, that, that's, that's my biggest concern. There's a, there's a stat that worries me too. I mean, I'm big on cocky, but there was a stat just to kind of back up your bombs. Um, over the last, what is it? I think it was over the last like five years or something. Um, he's second last in um, time on ground played in the games he's played as well, with just 62% of game time. That's the second lowest percentage out of 817 players tested for Over how many is? Uh, if entire Across their entire career. Nick Nat's probably the first, yeah. I um, and I Well, they were, they were monitoring Nick Nat at 66% last year, so yeah. even when he came back, he was playing a little higher than that. Um, here is a stat, though. 43% of the chains that Cockatoo's involved in um, have been scoring chains. He's good. But the thing is, yeah, Bomber, like, when you break it down, we're not paying big money for him. It's a free hit, and half the rookies you pretty much pick every year are out of the side by round two, and you're sort of scrapping around. So it's just a free hit on a guy who's probably got more upside than any rookie, rookie, sorry, cash cow going around. 100%. I'll, leave, I'll, leave, I'll leave you with this. I'll leave you with this. My forward structure at the moment includes Stephen Hill. And for me, running Stephen Hill and Cockatoo, and I did, I did stuff up before when I said 33 games in four years, it's 33 and five. Um, but running Stephen Hill and Cockatoo and, and Harley Bell. Well, no, I'm actually not running him, but ranking as well. We were all, you know, likely a start. I just kind of feel like I've got to sacrifice one of them. Um, I think I think that Stephen Hill has much bigger upside than. Uh, uh, gee, who am I even talking about now? I forgot. Was it Cockatoo? Yeah. Lost, lost <laughs> Stephen Stephen Hill has a lot more upside than Cockatoo. And I think at the price point, I'd rather take the risk on ranking than I would probably two. So that's just kind of where I'm sitting at the moment. By round one, though, if I've been given no other rookies, I'm probably going to a chance to run him, though. If he's picking round one, you're picking him. Yeah, I'm doing what I can to avoid him, but it's, it's probably likely that I'll end up with him. Monitor game time during yeah. Marsh Cup. Um, boys, mine's Cooper Stevens. Now, I think this is the steal of the draft. He was pick 16. Going into 2019, however, he was the highest rated, one of the highest rated juniors in the country before breaking his legs. So um, he's an absolute jet. He's a gun. Joel Salwood has already come out and said he's super impressed with this kid um, and what he's been able to do at training early. So Cooper Stevens is one of those players that I expect to probably play off a high half forward. Um, he'll get a go at uh, at Geelong at some stage during this year, but training the house down and watch his name. I think 139k midfield is the only only worry. Wasn't that um, the same storyline we had with Paddy Cripps when he came in the league? Broken leg, you know, just have to wait a little bit of time, but he's yep. going to be a star. And then now look at that, and he's an absolute monster. So let's hope Cooper Stevens can follow, can follow suit. Your mid-pricer bombs. Wow. A lot like, you know, some of the other teams here. There's not much There's not much going on here, I think, in the mid-price category. 
Um, so it kind of leads me to kind of look towards the, um, you know, the, the fence or the forward line because they're more likely to kind of break into the top echelon there. And I'm not confident with the pick, but um, if I'm taking one person in that price bracket, it's Zach Tui in defence. You'd love Zach Tui, so get your hands Look, the maximum, the maximum he can do is, is like the absolute maximum, I'm thinking, is like 88. Um, not great, but, I mean, point of the podcast is we have to choose someone and you guys kind of complain if I don't, so it's activity. You would have upset this there, brother. <laughs> Jack, yeah, Jack Stephen, yeah, for sure. He's <laughs> the. Um, I'm not picking him at this stage unless he goes bananas in the preseason. But um, I think he's the only mid pricer who realistically has any chance of scraping into my side at the start of the season. He's averaged like 110 before. Only a couple of years ago, we were talking about him. Um, as a, an uber premium, he's had his issues, he's had his body issues and mental health issues lately. Hopefully this fresh start makes him very happy off the field as well as on the field and we can see benefits to to his career this year and everyone who picks him could be laughing all the way to the bank with you know, the, the skill level he can average 100 plus, no doubt about it. Didn't play a lot last year, but he's still rated above average for disposals, clearances, score assist and meters gained. He's a dead set gun footballer. An average 74 in that time. Hey, Brett, just want to pull you up, Yeah, mate. there was a lot there was in that 74. Up. He's come back from injury, and he was a bit fat too. So yeah, I don't true. think you can just, really beat him up from that. He's got a preseason, a full preseason in his belt now. And according to Dangerfield, he's lighting it up, isn't he? Yeah. Now, I just want to pull Brett up. He's actually never averaged 110 before Brett up. He has averaged 109.9, though. So. <laughs> oh, you are awesome. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, mine's Jack Stephen as well. I'm very bullish on this pick. I'm just waiting for the Marsh Cup to come around. I think that we're, with Joel Selwood not being in that team early... Um, uh, Why isn't he in the team early? He's injured. Is he? Yeah, he's most likely... He'd be battling to play. Bronx shocked. That's his M5. Go on, he's rocked. He's <laughs> yeah, yeah. Straight, he's, he's, I think he's going to struggle to play round one. I can't remember. Is someone Google it in the background while he's... Uh... He'll play. He'll play. No, he'll play. Yeah, they reckon that, that's a whole race to make it, but he'll play, obviously. It's like yeah. the Max Gorn one. Oh, no, he's, you know, race against the clock. He's fine. Yeah, I don't think Hamstring they trust Menengola. Sorry, Bob. Hamstring surgery he had uh, yeah. in the in the off-season. They expect him to be full training in January, so I'd imagine he's back to they full training They expect him to be full training in January, do they, Bob? Yeah, yeah, mate. May, maybe find a freaking updated article on that, mate. Because he got injured February. like That's... a week ago. Yeah. <laughs> what? In we're, February. Really? We're in Feb, bro. <laughs> yeah, I know. I just thought it was just a preseason injury here that you, you are absolutely on rattled. Anyway, um, look, fitness, fitness cloud over Joel Salwood. Uh, Geelong do not trust Meningola as an out now midfielder. I don't think. I think they like him at high half forward. Um, I, I think he's going to have stints in there. I think he's going to have a lot of runs in the midfield. Marsh Cup is one, and I know we've seen it for a lot of players, but this is definitely a player that you have to monitor in your Marsh Cup. Um, and I would love for Jack Stephen to get back to kind of the Jack Stephen of old. Imagine we've got another one just floating around that 95 to 100 mark uh, for 300, 300k. So it'd be pretty handy if we get Jack, Jack Stephen. If both, if both he and Deb Smith play well in the Marsh Cup, I'll do you pick both, both or I'll do you run, split them? I'll run both. Um, yeah, I think I'll have to, I'll have to go both. Too, you know actually. why I think you'd have to do both if they both go out there and dominate the Marsh Cup? Because they've done it before. Exactly. Yeah. I agree. Um, yeah. which is... It's going to be interesting to see how we're going to come up with the two, two, two to 250,000 to upgrade one of these Ford rookies though. That's, that's going to be an interesting way, you know, oh, doesn't mean we don't run the second ruck premium, doesn't mean we get rid of our fifth, um, 
Well, you, go, well, you go real scary and go too deep at the back and have Stephen Hill as your third most expensive defender. I'll just be running um, D1 and, uh, sorry, F1 and F2 is Smith and Whitfield. Stephen. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Even better. I think we've got some more bike confusing tonight, boys. I'll tell you what. <laughs> um, Not off to a great start. The your primo, I think this will be a consensus. Oh, Dangerfield, we, we don't need to yeah. talk any more than that. He's um six hundred and twenty five thousand. In my opinion, that's an absolute bargain. Yep. Okay. And um, yep, yeah, he's absolutely going to remain there. Brother, agreed. Picked him when it opened. Won't move him. Yeah, I was having a look. Hang on, just let me bring it up here. What was his last four years of averaging? It was like one one twenty, one thirty one, one thirty four, one twenty one fourteen. It's a no brainer. Yep. You feel like he's always injured, but he just uh, always plays. It's crazy. Where am that from? I've got different stats in front of me. But ah, got... that was champion data. Okay. All right. What's your say? I'm back in. Well, they were just marginally. I had um, in the last four years, gone four years ago, 130, 136, 121, 115. Yeah, so I went, sorry, I went five years of data. I went 120, 131, 134, 121, 14. Yeah, so they're still a little bit off. Anyway, that matter. Let's um, continue to move on to the next part of the podcast. No, no, no. no let's, let's address this. No, I'm joking. Keep going. Yeah, what about the Jack Stephen? What about the Jack Stephen thing? I reckon he's wrong. I reckon he averaged nah. 110.1. Yeah. Well, and the, and the stats I'm looking up was 109.9, brother. Um, I will uh, say this last time, uh, when Tim Kelly came into the team, right, Dangerfield came off averaging 130 and then 136 in those two years and then went down to 121 and 115, and we all know Tim Kelly's gone again. That's a big move. Oh, man, remember the days where it was just Dangerfield, VC or captain? It's just grundy now. It's just changed players. Yeah. Um, yeah, move on. I'm not saying anything about Dangerfield. I think if you don't have him, you're making excuses for nothing. He is so dirt cheap and just a value. Um, yeah, my number one selected oh. midfielder. First selected. I see. You were actually looking at the prospectus for those averages, weren't you? Yeah, what did I say? I see the stats. No, no, I was just lining up what you were saying before with um, what was in the prospectus. Yeah. That's what I was saying. I was talking out of the perspective. I might have said champion data. But yeah. Perspectives. Uh, you do not touch, boys. Bumps. Well, this one here. Now, this one might piss Corey off because I've got a feeling it might be Corey's draft slider. And it's Mitch Duncan. I will not touch Mitch Duncan with a 10-foot pole. Um, and you know what? He only averaged 103.9 last year, and he's not going north on that. Why? Well, I just don't see it happening. It's as simple as that. With Cali I could see it happening for the exact same reason you just said Dangerfield's average is going up. Yeah. yeah. He's he's peaked. Dangerfield's Dangerfield. Duncan's peaked and he's on a he's on a stiff decline, I reckon. Hasn't Duncan averaged like hundred and twelve or something before? He's as consistent as it gets. Oh, oh well I'm sorry. I didn't realise he was so what are you telling me he's gonna average hundred and twelve this year, Brenner? Potentially, you're telling me he's averaging like 47, so I don't know what's going on here. I think he's averaging 99.9 this year. I don't think he's cracking the three figures. To be that's, fair, I'm not picking Mitch Duncan either. draft pick at 99.9. Sorry? <sighs> don't worry. Don't worry. We're not talking about a draft pick. Yeah, no, but an you're saying that you might So when we avoid, I thought he might be your slider. I thought he might be your draft slider. He is my draft But I'm saying I'm, I'm saying avoiding in, okay. yeah, in the classic game. Fair don't enough. don't go near Mitch Duncan. Yeah. You, just, you just tilted me, that's all. Yeah, that was the answer. <laughs> uh, mine's Zach Tui. The ceiling's not there. Don't trust him. I feel like he's on a sharp decline. Um, 
yeah, it's just it's just a messy pick, and unless he somehow blows up in the in the actual season and starts averaging a hundred from absolutely nowhere, yeah, just you're wasting your money with a Zach Tui. He's not going to make your money, and you're just going to have to you know to find ways to upgrade him anyway. Why not do it before the season starts? Uh, mine's Gary oh, Ablett. Just not going to play enough games to be super coach relevant. Well, I was because of my history of retiring players. I was very tempted to retire. Uh, Gary Ablett here on the segment today. You've got an outlandish statement to come, Bob. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, here well, comes no. Corey's outlandish uh, statement. Uh, he's going to counter it. <laughs> he's going to wind back the corner. <laughs> um, all right, well, since we're on the outlandish statements... No, 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 we're on this? Draft Smokey's voice. We're on what? Your Draft Smokey. Oh, Draft, draft Smokey's Draft Slider. I'll tell you now, there's no greater selection, and particularly for those people that don't manipulate their uh, draft order before the draft comes, than uh, Joel Selwood. Now... If you are structuring Tricky. your team, if you're structuring your team around someone in the midfield who's priced, you know, around that kind of four to five hundred thousand, you don't look any further than this guy here. Now he only averaged eighty-five last year. I understand people will be concerned about that. What you need to understand is for the previous ten years he didn't dip below one hundred points on average. So um, if he's there, uh, you know, we're talking several rounds into the draft, you just snap him up. Yeah, so Joel Salwood can improve because Tim Kelly's gone, but Mitch Duncan... I think Mitch 100%. Duncan goes down. 100%. Well, Mitch, Mitch Duncan's not going to play, you know, centre bounce kind of role. Mitch Duncan's going to push out onto the wing, you know, mid game, all that sort of crap. Whereas Joel Salwood, he'll push... Just the through. stuff that gets you mad points in Supercoach, you know, like meters gains, lower involvement, oh, long kicks. Uh, fair ne- all right, let's let's make another cruise a bit, because since that's... that's Bro, the I don't yeah. want to drink that much. Even if no, I'm no, no. Up, I feel like no, I'm losing. I'm here, I'm here for this. What do you want? All right, all right. He's, he's average last season, what was it, 103.4? You take over, I take under. Done. No, he's averaging 99, you said, so... Not too bad, we'll take... Hey, went early, Brett, went early. I'm laying out the yeah. rules. No, and I'll sorry, rules. sorry, sir. I'll take 103.4. So, we'll, look, yeah. you want to make it even? Are you going to go on about 104 plus to make it even? This guy, want to make it 104 no. plus? We'll go down. We're going to make it 103 even. Yeah. All right, 103. Wait, let's confirm uh, last season's average, shall we? 103.2 was actually last season's average. Yeah. That's a win for the boss. All right, look, I'll bring it down to 103. Uh, 103 point, this is uh, taking way too much time. 103, done. Let's go. 103 flat. Is Over someone? Is someone? Like, Bob, can you can you keep notes on all these bets? Like? I've got notes. <laughs> I've got bets flying at me. Ask him. I'm just ho- I'm just hoping to break even by this point. Yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna be drinking Duncan. ten slabs of cruise. It's gonna be great. As long as <laughs> uh, my draft smoke here is Mitch Duncan. Um, he's a gun. If you can get him anywhere. You know, if he just slides down to the RAP, oh, time to wake up, hey, brother. Brett. Hey, Brett, is it six o'clock? Is it? Hey, Brett, is it six o'clock? 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 Oh, yeah, redraft league, I think, is a great pick. Um, you find him there. Even in a draft league, you get him in a, you know, a fourth round where midfield's gone heavy. I, I, I think it's I think it's a fantastic pick. I think he clears that 103 average with ease. I'm going 106 to 110. Um, he's a gun. He's a gun, mate. And Tim Kelly's gone. He's an absolute gun. He, he's going to benefit more than any other player in that Geelong team, I reckon. Probably by Dangerfield. But he's a gun. 
Is Bredis still here? I'm not too sure. I'm back. I'm back. Okay. Boys. <laughs> <laughs> that was good, good work. Uh, here's your draft, Maggie. <laughs> Gary Ablett. Gary Ablett is my draft slider. Just because it's a free hit on a guy who could literally do anything. We'll miss games, but it's not so bad in draft mode, you know. So, yeah, Gary Ablett, my draft slider. could be anything. Don't mind that there. Um, outlandish statement, Bobs. Yeah, Corey. There's one player. Now, I saved this from the breakout section to leave this as the outlandish statement. Geelong's going to have a breakout player this year. And do you know who it is? Who? Says second, well, if you don't count Tim Kelly because he's no longer there. But on their list, he was their second highest averaging midfielder from last year. Do you know who that is? Mitch Duncan? No. Oh. Someone who averaged more than Mitch Duncan. Quentin fucking Narkle. Oh, the fuck Narkle. breakout, Corey. <laughs> fucking Narkle. Fucking Narkle. You know, he played three games at the tail end last year. And average, uh, got 104 across those uh, three games. Yeah. Can you believe that? Now, Start him. He's, he's priced accordingly. He's sitting right up at about 400000 which is stiff shit for us. But uh, he will have a breakout season this year, Quinton Narkle. You reckon midfield? Well, he's listed as a midfield only. And do I, will he play is midfield? Is he a midfield yes, only? Midfield only option, 396000 That's shit. That's yeah, shocking. You know yeah. what? If he's about 220, 230K, I'm probably tempted on that. Yeah. I can't uh, pay that much, though. Miami, uh, what's it called? Outlandish what's, statement. I forgot what the thing's called. Outlandish statement. There we go. The Kaya Cockatoo will hit 400k at some point during the year. Wow. That's that's just stupid, not outlandish. <laughs> you just told me Quinton Narkle is going to be Geelong's <laughs> second best player. Hey, Britta, I've got data to back it up at least. Oh, shit, shit, shit. Um... Shit, I didn't know. I don't really know where I'm going. My outlandish statement here. Um, yeah, well, I'll just go with the nice and easy one. Gary Ablett. Corey's just googling. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> Gary, Gary Ablett to wind back the clock and have his highest ever super coach average. Got <laughs> <laughs> <Just> 150. <laughs> Corey just spent 30 seconds googling Geelong old players just to see what he can find. <laughs> Whoever was there. Um, Shit, who I talked about last week? What's uh, Harry Taylor? Harry Taylor to warn like the top. Uh, no, not Harry Taylor. Uh, Corey Enright. <laughs> Corey Enright to come yeah, out of retirement. Yeah, Corey Enright. He's a fantastic footballer. Uh, all right, we got speak about that last week, mate. We got Geelong. Geelong's today. No, nah, but I referred to someone as a Corey Enright like player. I'm pretty sure. Oh, okay, I don't even remember that. Yeah, don't worry. You don't need to. Gold Coast boys, cash cows, bombs. Well, now, there's some obvious ones, and I'm going to stick cl- steer clear of the obvious ones because I'm going to take the contentious guy. His name's, uh, now, what's his first name? Is it Jeremy? It's, it's Jay Sharp, regardless. The guy's sharp. Now, you guys remember what happened on draft night? Gold Coast traded, like, a future pick for future first-round pick or something like that. It was, like, their future mid-first-round pick for, like, a pick in the 20s this year or something like that. They desperately wanted to bring this guy in. So when you want to give up such significant draft value like that, to bring in a specific player. He went at number 27, actually, this year. Um, now, yeah, he has to be playing. He has to be playing. And he's probably one of the least spoken about midfielders, I reckon, in the uh, in the Gold Coast kind of rookie lineup. Because everyone's talking, you know, Raul Anderson, Flanders, all these kinds. But Jeremy Sharp, you keep an eye on him. He's only 117,000. Don't mind that. Looks the field. I like that. I've gone a bit of a weird route for this one. It's probably going to... 
Look, I can't wait for Bonfer to flip his shit at me. Here we go. Every Gold Coast cash cow that is selected under 200k bar Rao. Don't pick Rao. That's my call. Why don't you just wait for that for the avoid section for that one? Uh, yeah, that's true. I guess I could have so done you're that. So you're, 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 say, you're saying pick every Gold Coast rookie except Rao? Every Gold Coast rookie that's picked in round one to play, slot them straight in, don't even think about it. You know, you just got to hit them all. And, um, yeah, I'm not picking Rao. So, yeah, so I'll come back to Rao, I guess, for our avoid section as well. Look, I'm surprised so no one straight. spoke about Isaac Rankin. Um, he's injured, isn't he? Oh, no, he's good. He's back he's, to the show. Yeah. Um, who I think will play in. You know, he's not going to set the world on fire. But it has to be Matty Rao. I mean, I don't know what the freaking hell Brett's on. Um, he, he's just a freak. And he's under 18. Um, Nab Carnival was absolutely insane. How's these numbers, yeah? Like, compare the pair. Like Matty Rao to Sam Walsh and they're, and they're under 18. So the AFL under 18 championship. Um, Rao averaged 15.5 rating points. Walsh 16.2. 25 disposals and, uh, with 12 being contested. Uh, Sammy Walsh at that stage was 30 disposals and 14 contested. But through the NAB League, Matty Rao averaged 171 ranking points, 32 disposals and 17 contested. Where Walsh was 158 ranking points, 32 disposals, and 13 contested. They're so similar outputs between these two players. I don't think Matty Rao's going to get to the level of Sam Walsh last year. That was insane. He had Cripper around him. Matty Rao's going to have to go basically do a lot, but I can't see how he goes to the season starting him. Bloke's a gun. He's a jet. Looks good. Looks fit. Hungry. Loves feeding Noah Anderson the ball. I expect to see those two in the guts, kind of linking up early. Um, Matty Rowell is an absolute lock for me. You, you kind of touched on the reason I don't like it, comparing when people compare him to Sam Walsh, is as much as we give Carlton shit just to piss Bonfer off, he had protection, not protection, but some sort of help. There was bodies in that midfield. Cripp is a monster, obviously. Mark Murphy had a half-decent year. They had a few other guys, like Ed Kerno, you know, good size, good bodies that do good things. Gold Coast have, like, Jared Lyons, is he even at Brisbane or is he the goal going to Brisbane anyway? So he's not even there. Hugh Greenwood, like just there's just no, there's no help. There's literally not wits is his protection. Like that's, Rowley's going to get. But what's yeah, he have to average for runner. to be successful? 75? I reckon you get away with 70. 70, 75. I reckon, and I reckon I he, he does. that with ease. With ease. If he's any good, he's going to get tagged. And how, do, how many first-year kids have handled a tag? Well, tag. He's, he's class. He's a classy kid. He's, that's the thing. So if yeah. he starts to have any kind of impact, like they don't have anyone else worth you know putting attention into. Okay. Sam Walsh, you know, you're okay. not going to step off Cripper and go get Walsh. And even if you do, Walsh is like the most freakish runner that's ever come out of a draft, and he can just run you off your feet. No I one think up Swallow, with him well. Greenwood, Alice, they'll, they'll provide enough. For this kid to be all right, they're, they're not they're not A graders, but there's going to be enough around there. I, I, I really don't see it, yeah, and that's the reasoning in my head. I just don't see the protection, and I just think he's going to get just a real not a rude awakening, but he's going to cop attention. And how many eighteen year old kids can really handle look, they're, that? They're not a great the team, but I'm telling you that they're going to be a little bit better than what you think they are. Yeah, but there's also the fact that there's just, as we'll cover probably in our premiums, like how many guys actually average numbers from Gold Coast? They're so shit. They just don't touch the ball. Like it just doesn't happen. And they haven't made any moves that are going to give them some sort of jump this year. Yeah, but there's enough there. Like there's enough there. Sam, well, I mean, I, I get it. They, they, he had Cripper, so it was a little bit easier for him. But you get these talents. Like they, they are freak talents. And, and he, he's not going to be scared to take the game on. He's not. He's how many get, of he's them have come out built. and do it? Like, take out Walsh. 
Take out Walsh. When was the last one who came out? Who was the last bloke that came out and had the running ability, the tank, and the skills that this kid had? Yeah, I know, but that's the argument. You want to talk about those kind of players. He isn't your Petrarca who was, you know, a big boy, you know, a big, powerful brute who could take the game on but couldn't run. Matt Rao can run. Matt Rao can kick. He's a freak. He's a talent. I think no, you're sleeping I just on don't it, see the protection. Yeah, I know, but the problem is how many how many do it? Walsh is the only one we've seen, and I think we're getting caught up in that. It's always, you know, second, third year, these kids break out. You look at guys who shredded under-19s footy who just look lost. Like, I know, completely different player, completely different mould. Cam Rain is another one who was just an absolute weapon in under-18s and just can't get a kick. But you look at him under-18s, he's clearly the best player going around in that uh, age group at that time. Falls, he's the same as Petrarca. He's, fat, he's, not, he he's heavy legs, heavy legs, yeah. I know, but... I don't know. I just don't see it. There's no protection, and it was so rare that it happens. Like, Walsh is it. Walsh is the only one that's done it, and he had the protection. He is an insanely good runner. I just don't see everything falling into the place the same way it did for Rao. I think that's right, it did for Walsh. Minimum, and I think it's all right. Bombs, that's the quietest we've ever had you on a podcast. That's good. I just thought... I just thought I'd let you two have it out, because I'm actually somewhat in between you guys. Rao's not an absolute lock for me, by all means, and... um, and he's not an absolute lock for some of the reasons that Britta points out. People will get sucked into Walsh last year. And we all know, well, we all know who predicted the Sammy Walsh breakout after game one, didn't we? Well, I just told you. I just told you this kid was next level. I probably over-predicted his average, but only marginally. I said he was going to do, what, 94? He did 86 or something, didn't he? No, he did actually but go early. We'll pay that. Rao, that was an Rao is, will be nothing like Walsh and won't get within, I reckon, a uh, 15 kind of average of Sam Walsh in his first year. Um, so that's now, 74? Yeah. Well, no, it's still – it's about 70-odd. I think he's going to do about 70-odd. Well, and 15, what I'm going to weigh 15 up, of 89 is 74. Did Walsh average 89? Isn't that what you said? I thought it was 86. Sorry. Was it 86 or 89? Confirmed. Well, that opens it up. What do, what do we expect that um, Rao Walsh did 86, 86.9, right? So I think Rao's going to go low 70 to 72, that kind of range there. And I'll just determine at some point um, whether or not I'm going to select him or not. It might come down to the, the measly kind of fact that I might need 20K kind of spared somewhere. And if that means I have to go Rao down to, say, a Dylan Stevens or something like that from uh, Sydney... Then, um, then so be it. Um, what about so job security, exactly though. how I'm looking at it. What about job security, Bretta? I don't yeah, know. How many this point not playing 22 fair. games? He's good what happens if he doesn't play? What happens if he what? What happens if he plays his first two games, thinks it up, and then you're stuck with 205K? Like, he could easily oh, just completely struggle. It's kidding. happened before. Yeah, absolutely kidding. It's happened before. Nah. It has happened before. That's it's like no one, none of these kids are guaranteed to play 22 games and average 70. No, none of them. Not a single one. Rao could just as easily not make it past the first couple of rounds, go back, get a few kicks, or stink it up, average 45, and then you've got a guy who's averaging 45, costing you 200K, making you no money, and you've got to work out every week if you're going to sideways him, drop him back down. I just don't, I just don't, like, if you could tell me he was going to average 75 plus, I'd take it. But, um, again, every time I go to look for some extra cash in my team, Rao seems like the smartest place to find myself 70K. That's the I, easiest I, way to I look at think, it. So, you have a look at champion data numbers last year on Sam Walsh, yeah? And, and he, he's under 19 comp, and there was no way you were going into the season without starting him. I, I, just, I don't understand how that doesn't line up for a, pl- for a kid who's just you know, done almost the exact same thing. You know what the thing. difference was? 
Corey, you know what the difference was? Last year when Walsh was there, right, and really it was the most expressed inform in the community about all this, right, it was about how much he was actually dominating the track at Carlton. You're not hearing any of that from Rao. Then we had the preseason games where Walsh came out, that first preseason game. The big difference is there, I'll let you keep going, the big difference there is one's up in Gold Coast and the other one's down in Carlton. Yeah, we don't say that that doesn't matter because that matters big time. I just said we acknowledge that. Yeah. Maybe listen to me, mate. And the other one is the first pre-season game we saw Sammy Walsh. He came out and had 31 touches and looked like he was just absolutely taking the piss in the field, right? If we don't see that from Raoul early in the pre-season games, then I think a lot more of the community is going to be on Britta's side right, right now. Yeah, well, I can't wait till we do see it. And then Brett owes me a freaking big apology before the season starts. And it's by the Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. All right, that's enough of Matty Rowe. That went way too well, look, Good chat, boys. Good chat. But we're not, really gonna be, we're not really going to be talking about much else in this pod anyway. Your mid-price well, bombs. Can I give you this, though? So we got Rowe, we got Anderson, we got Flanders as well, who was their pick 12. Um, we got Ranking, we got Sharp, and we got McLennan, I reckon, in the back line. There is a lot of bloody names from Gold Coast I think we're going to see this year. Yeah. So, see, this is where I could understand that statement we're just having. If you talk about a player like Noah Anderson, who is just an outside cherry picker, um, not a cherry picker, but, you know, he doesn't have that massive inside game. So, like, I can understand you're not seeing that go to the, the AFL level. I just think, yeah, I just think Rao's game so AFL-ready. Um, but, yeah, move I on. Think- I think I think the outside player is more suited to a first year player than the inside player is, though. To be fair, name the last outside outside player that absolutely dominated under 18 level that went and dominated in AFL. That would have never been one. Sam <laughs> Sam Walsh. Walsh. Who's an inside player? Um, look, I, I can't give it to you off the top of my head, but what I'm saying is it's easier to get ball on the outside on the flanks than it is to be in the middle against really big bodies kind of nah, uh, fetch. I think I think it under 19. You've got to have smarts about you at, at the AFL level. Because of zoning and everything, it's a lot easier to get the ball on the outside and under 19s than it is to go get your own pill. Yeah, but what, you don't think they play that through the academy? You think they don't have, you know, coaches out of the game, assistant coaches that just come out of the game teaching that, teaching the modern game through the academy and all that yeah, sort of stuff? You, you're a first-year player. Of course I do. Nah, I, yeah. I, I disagree. I reckon it's easy. If you know how to get your own ball, it's easy to go get your own ball at the AFL level. Um, mid-pricer. Uh, um, Bombs. What team are we on? Gold Coast, Gold clearly. Coast. Uh, oh, Matty Rouse. Bring up <laughs> um, mid-pricer. Um, can I just, can I get away with not saying anyone? Sorry? Can I get away? I've done it. I did it for that Hawthorne podcast one year when I did want to say Sicily. Oh, I was talking to um, we yelled at him, remember? Yeah, I don't want to be yelled at, so I'm going to very quietly say Jared Hartbrow. <laughs> and I'm going to leave it at that because I'm not going to endorse it. Ew. Brett? I'm not going to endorse it, so I'm just going to leave it there. Brett? Hugh Greenwood. Yeah. Ah, uh, Brett, what's his price? What? 463, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Ah, yeah. Wait, yeah. isn't doing we go to 450? 475. I thought 475. Oh. Yeah. Ah. Ah. So would you like to change the mid-price of Yeah, I'll pick Hugh Greenwood then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's the only one who's kind of, uh, I don't know, viable. Could easily you be top six, depending on his role. You liked this early, didn't you? I love Hugh Greenwood. I'm a big Hugh Greenwood fan. Just because he's done it before, like not to this level, he hasn't had a massive opportunity, but he's put up decent numbers with limited midfield time, and we know his best role is in the midfield, which is exactly what Gold Coast has brought him for. 
I won't start him because I'm nervous that there's just not enough points for anybody playing for the Gold Coast Suns. That's my worry. So I'll wait. I won't start with him, but I like it. How's the champion data? Having Juice ranked just under elite. Yeah, I can understand it because yeah. he's like for it's almost like that the NBA equivalent of per thirty six. Like when he gets the time and in the minutes he's given in certain yeah. spots, he's absolutely putting up those numbers. But kind of like Ed Kerno, you know, you don't hear about him, you don't think he's a star, but all of a sudden he's got thirty four disposals, ten tackles, and one hundred and forty points out of nowhere. Yeah, Greenwood could do the exact same thing. Rated elite for contested possession, tackles, and pressure acts per game. He'd be gone anywhere that wasn't the Gold Coast. He'd be a lock for me. But just, what could, what, what can he? What, yeah. What's his absolute ceiling? And like, I'm, I'm, in in all fairness, like being, I'll let you exaggerate. What 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 could he average if he has a blonde review? In that one hundred five to one ten, I don't think it's much higher than that. But I, but the thing is, I expect him to probably. Oh, if I had to pick a number, I'd randomly out of my head, probably 97 would be my average guess. Which, But that's I'm not brave enough to actually put my money by where my mouth is and actually pick him in my team. Bombs? Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of sitting with Brett's on that. I think you can do 97. Um, I did some more sort of digging today because I wasn't very fond of this um, a few weeks back. But, um, yeah, I think it was on the Ford podcast, Brett did this, and I kind of laughed at him. But I'll tell you now, if I was nominating a, a top sort of 10 forward line sort of players, he'd be sitting in the top 10 for me. Well, you know, you've got to do that in a couple of weeks anyway with the inside of yeah. boys. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll drop it on there, I reckon. Yeah, yeah that'll be interesting. Um, yeah, look, I like it. I, I'm the same. I just, I, for some reason, I don't have the balls. Yep. Do you reckon Marsh Cup could change anything for us? No, nah, and I'll tell you why. Because we're all sold on Whitfield. We're all sold on Dusty. And because we've got Devin Smith and Jack Stephen, we're not going to go another one deep in the forward line. So if Smith and Jack Stephen weren't there and we were looking for someone sort of at this kind of price point, he'd be a lot more selected than he is right now. Absolutely agree. More than just good looks, Bumps. More than just good looks. I'll put it that way. Uh, your primo? Um, well, I was actually going to run with Hugh Greenwood as my primo because I thought it was in the primo sort of category. So I'm just going to stick with that because I did Doherty as a primo last week and I'm going to stick with Greenwood as a premium this week. Sky just makes his own rules. How difficult is it to be like working with such a inconsistent well, human being? We, we, we pick premiums. Premiums aren't based on price. I thought there was literally price categories. No, 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 no. Because I'll tell you now, Brett, if you're picking six <laughs> premiums, um, you'd want Gar Greenwood in that there. <laughs> you know what, to be fair, if you hadn't done it, I would have done the exact same thing. So I'm just trying to be annoying and just, you know, rocky you up a little bit on fuck you, Greenwood, because I'm not calling Jared Witts a premium. <laughs> uh, Jared Witts, because I think he's the only player that falls into the price category. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty good reason. That's a pretty good reason. <laughs> but what don't you get? If he's a premium, it shouldn't make a difference what his price is. If you think he's in, you know, in the top sort of ten in his position, then he's a premium. Who gives a flying well, fuck? Well, then I would price? have gone Nakia Cocker too as my rookie mid pricer and premium when we we're doing the Geelong uh, podcast. But that's not how this works, Popper. Uh, I don't no, think mid pricer and rookie, they're a bit more. Oh well, I, actually, in that case, I should just go Matty Rail as my premium. That's probably the easiest way to do hey, it. No, well, it. if you think Matty Rail can do 115, then you're entitled to. Cool. I uh, do not touch. Jared Witts. <laughs> and, and look, that's purely because we've got two absolute beasts in Gorn and Grundy there. And um, Jared Witts is not getting in the top four average in Ruckman this year. Brenner? Jared Witts. I know I said a whole bunch about Matty Rao, but Jared Witts is even more of a 
unselectable pick. Just no ceiling there, and there are better options. Yeah, and mine's Lucky Weller at 480k. I just, as a defender, I don't like it early. I don't really think there'd be too many people that get sucked into it, but just in case you're thinking about it's it. It's fair. Um, outlandish state. Oh, no, sorry. The draft smoky box. Now, we're avoiding Jared Witts at all costs in, in a classic, the classic form, but in a, in terms of a draft slider, and uh, I don't mind Jared Witts there. If he's kind of sitting there, because you think about it, you know, you could go sort of seven deep in the Ruckman, I reckon, and you might even get Jared Witts at that point. You know he's going to play 22 games. You know he's probably going to turn out about 100 average. Um, I think that's an absolute fantastic pick in, in the Rucks kind of deep in deep in the draft. Love it. Retta? Uh, mine is Weller. I'm going with the one Corey said not to touch, but I think it's a different thing. I agree with you. Don't touch him in regular, but in this, defenders are kind of hard to come by. You you know, your top six. After that, it really does drop off quite a bit, and I think he could average 85-90, which is more than enough for a defender in any draft league. I think you'll get Greenwood as a bit of a slider there. I know he's our mid-price from Primo and everything else, but I think you'll get him there. If not, I don't mind Took Miller, um, just to give you probably 95 to 100 average, play that kind of tackling role, and yeah, so Took took as a draft slider. Uh, your outlandish statement, Bumps. Now, my outlandish statement was very dependent on what words came from your mouth during this segment, Corey. And do you know why that is? Why? Because I can run with it because you didn't mention it. Now, my outlandish statement is Corey to go the whole preseason without mentioning the name Corey fucking Alice. And I'll tell you what... what it, it must have it must have taken so much strength to get through about eight players, uh, you know, from the Gold Coast team, and not mention that dickwad's name. <laughs> I can't wait for him to have a, an absolute stellar year. I've still got my outlandish statement to come for us, by the way. Oh <laughs> fuck! He's mentioned there. I'm Britta? Uh Jack Lacocious to be in the top three Gold Coast players this year. Wow. Wow, okay. Um, playing off have, the back there. Playing out of defense, Sicily roll, that sort of thing. Can I have two? Absolutely, yes. This is your um, show. Go for yeah, it. Beautiful. Uh, the Gold Coast Suns to finish above Essendon on the ladder. I bashing. It's going to continue. Um, and the second one is Matty Rao to out-average Sam Walsh's first year absolute dominance. He's just speaking. Oh, wow. Beautiful. Uh, anything else to add, boys? Because this went for a little bit longer than anticipated, and that's probably because me and Brett went fisty cuff. For the first time ever, I think it wasn't me that prolonged the podcast. That's yeah. fantastic. Nah, all good. I'm just looking at this Tim Tam packet. Apparently, it's got a 0. 0.5 health star rating. That's insane. I didn't know that was possible. <laughs> Jesus. Perfect. Uh, Jesus. Brett, I hope you know that I still love you. That's probably the most... Uh, I love you very much. Uh, ...heated we've ever got. Um... On behalf of Brett, Bombs, and myself, uh, and our Patreon community, uh, peace out, community, and thanks for listening.